everybody. You are back with me listening to the Talk Your Sass show. This is season two. Welcome to episode one of season two. I'm your host, Jenna Bewint. You can catch me on the internet at Gen Talks Tech. I'm a tech industry veteran and a design systems manager. And this show, if you don't know, is about stories and conversations about what it really means for black and brown women to be successful in their careers. I'm having conversations about all the things in tech careers, the good, the bad, the ugly, the glow up strategies for success, the traumatic and how we heal and learn lessons along. I also talk about things like how tech has afforded luxury lifestyles, mindset hacking, skill building techniques and generational wealth. I want to change the narrative and experience of Black women that are changing the trajectory of their lives and their families' lives. Let's talk some sass. Let's get into it. Okay, so the POV for this episode is all going to be all about the GOAT, Serena. She retired and she announced it on her own terms in Vogue magazine this past week. If you're listening, it's August, the beginning of August 2022. And Serena did her farewell in Vogue magazine. I thought it was pretty dope that she did it like that. Um, I feel seen as a working mom. It was a beautiful tribute and an essay. It was full of emotion, excellence, breakdowns, doubts, regrets. Also her supreme confidence. I think it was, if I could sum it up, complex simplicity from the GOAT. As we know, she is a GOAT athlete. Um, She's retiring at about 41 years old. And in her words, it's the hardest thing that I could ever imagine, she says. She doesn't want it to be over, but at the same time is ready for what's next. I wanted to share some of the quotes that stuck out to me. In reading this, this Serena says, I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis toward other things that are important to me. I need to be two feet into tennis or two feet out. The author, the interviewer goes on to say by writing this line, she also adds, these days, if I have to choose between building my tennis resume and building my family, I choose the latter. She says, I definitely don't want to be pregnant as an athlete again. Thus, I won't be an athlete anymore. The writer goes on to say, Serena knows she's a special one, able to make miracles without being 100%. She was clear on that point while speaking in Toronto on Monday when she said this, literally, I'm the kind of person who it just takes one or two things and then it clicks. So I'm just waiting on that. to Man, I mean, there were so many gems in there from knowing when to quit, knowing when to pivot giving yourself grace to know what you're not willing to commit to or do anymore or on a certain level anymore. You're not willing to do that. I love the confidence that she has that pretty much anything she does or sets out to do, she knows is going to be bomb and she knows that she's going to kill it. And as a working mom, also, I said that I felt seen because I've seen a lot of people commenting on this, kind of saying the same thing or saying that like, if you're a mom or if you're a black mom, you definitely have to choose. You know, she said this, if she was a man, that this wouldn't even be a conversation and she wouldn't have to choose between her career and her family because she wants to have more kids. 
And for me right now, I'm at a point in my career and as a mom where I'm definitely not choosing. I want a bigger bag. I want a big title. I want another promotion. Titles matter to me. I want to attract money and more status. I want to be the goat at what I do. But most importantly, I'm doing all of this because I want freedom. Freedom to choose where I, how often I want to work and what type of work that I want to do. And this is having it all for me. This is what that looks like for me. So I want y'all to hit me up, tap in, hit me up in the comments, email me, and let me know what freedom looks like for you. Also, share a story with me if you are that mom that has to choose or has recently chosen between career and family. I want to know. Okay, so what have I been up to? What does my summer look like? My summer was was great. Didn't really do a lot of international travel, which I normally do. So it was kind of low key. Definitely checked out that Burner Boy concert. It was lit in Houston. If you have not, if you're a fan and you have not been, you missed out. Should have been there. Definitely recommend 10 out of 10. As far as work is concerned, I'm about six months into my current role. And that's being a design systems manager on a design systems team and, and, What I will say out of my six months into this role is I'm definitely trying to still navigate the culture and the political environment of this company, which shall remain unnamed. But the structure is very strange to me. Definitely want to figure out how I can avoid this in my future roles and see how I can kind of weed this out in the interview process. But what I'm speaking to is having a manager that is very hesitant on decision-making. I'd like a manager that once they have the data, once their reports have brought strategy plan, data, research, whatever, to the table requirements, they are confident and ready to make the necessary decisions to make sometimes the hard decisions. And I don't feel like my manager is that type of person. And so that's very, I have not enjoyed that (laughs) at all. Also, I'm about three to four levels removed from the C-suite. I didn't think that I would mind that as much as I do. So that's another lesson that I've learned. so far in my experience and my journey in this role. Why I don't enjoy that is because the further you are away from that, the less decision-making and the less decision-making rights and kind of power and influence over some things you have. And without having that more direct, confident, uh, problem-solving, decision-making manager that just kind of has that presence, it, it makes it even tougher. And I came from a role before this where I was able to, where I used to be at the table with C-suites in meetings, um, presenting to presenting decks to C-suites, 
And so now to be so far removed, I thought that I would enjoy that because I kind of wanted a break in a more low key role. But now I'm seeing that I do not enjoy that. So definitely want an org that is a little bit more flat in hierarchy or I need to be in a um, higher role than I am now, which I am at the principal level right now. I think in some companies that might be like senior director or VP. Um, And then the third thing that I am not enjoying is that I don't really remember. I'm about to look it up really quick. How much employees that this company has. But I need to be at a smaller company, y'all. I do not enjoy being at a company that is so big. It's stifling. So this company, as of as of 2020, okay, as of 2020, this company had about a hundred thousand employees. And so for me, this is the biggest company. Yeah, I just have to double check that so I can make sure because y'all know I'll be bringing the facts. Um, I've never even worked at a company that's this big. So um, the size definitely caught me off guard. Um, It just it's too big. I mean, the one of the reasons why I like being in a smaller company is because I think your ear is closer to the ground as to what's going on cross-functionally and in different departments, what's going on in the company as a whole, the impact you make, the work that you're doing is in making. I feel like you get to learn faster in a smaller company because you're most likely doing more things than what your job, quote unquote, description says for you to do because there's less people to do the work, period. So yeah, I I I don't like it. Um tap in and let me know. Do y'all like large enterprise companies? Do you like startups? Do you like mid-sized companies? Let me know. I'm feeling like I need to be in a mid-sized company in my next role. Yeah. So that's what's going on with me. I am still enjoying the work. Y'all know my motto. I don't stay at a company. I've never stayed at a company longer than three years. My motto is you gotta earn, learn, or grow, and preferably all three. And so the day that I stop learning and the day that I stop being challenged is the day that I'm going to get serious about being open to new roles and opportunities. I mean, I'm still, you know me, I'm still interviewing and I am still open to new situations, new career situationships. I'm always looking for a good time, not a long time. So when it comes to these jobs. So yes, um, I will be staying a little bit longer. I am currently trying to master my design system skills and learning how to build a design system from scratch, from the ground up, end to end, what that process looks like, the team that's needed, the processes that's needed, the workflows that's needed, the tech that's needed. So once I master learning how to build a design system successfully end to end, that's when I know that I have outgrown this role and it's time to go. So that is that on that. Um, I wanted to speak to in this episode, I really, really need to speak to layoff season in the tech industry because I am getting a lot of questions. I am seeing a lot of posts saying that 
It's a bad time to be in tech. It's saying that tech isn't that girl anymore. It's saying that tech is not giving. Um, lies. These are all lies. And let me just give you the facts. So, yes, it is layoff season. According to Crunchbase, as of early August of 2022, more than 34,000 workers in the U.S. tech industry has been laid off due to massive job cuts. And these companies include your faves, Oracle, OnlyFans, Glossier, Netflix, Robinhood, Better Mortgage, Amazon, Shopify, Twitter, Tesla, Redfin, Klarna, and Better Mortgage, just to name a few. Uh, it's looking like it ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. But your girl is not worried. And we're going to get into why. So according to Make It of CNBC, just 9% of tech workers are feeling confident in their job security. According, This is according to a blind, a company named Blind. They are a anonymous professional networking site. According to their survey, they also say in the same survey that today's lack of confidence in the tech job market did a 180 degree shift from nine months ago. Back in March of 2022, 80% of tech workers were confident in their jobs and in their jo- in the job market overall in tech, and they were considering looking for a new job. And of course, we know, as he said, that the tables have turned, right? So they did finish the article, CNBC Make It, saying that tech workers are still well-positioned to look for a new job or land or land on their feet after they're laid off. I quote from the CEO of Blind, we're finding companies are still hiring and the people we're placing are being snapped up in weeks. Okay, snatch. They are still being snatched up. And as of June, 64% of tech leaders say it's getting harder or significantly harder to find skilled workers for their open positions, meaning that open positions are staying on the market longer because they are not able to find the skilled workers that they need. Now, despite all of that, I still say that tech is where the money resides. Why? Because I think if you look at what it takes to get a tech job, I'm talking about qualifications, receipts, et cetera, versus how quickly you can actually get that job and scale, create your own career, start building generational wealth, change your lifestyle, change your family's lifestyle. And in in a lot of cases, you can do all of this without a degree in the tech industry or in a tech um, field. So show me another field where you can be self-taught and make six figures based on skills and not a degree. Show me another field that is innovating and creating new jobs. A new job can exist today that didn't even exist yesterday. Show me another field that can help minorities get it out the mud and scale very quickly without a lot of hoops to jump through, without a lot of degrees, debt, um, and in some cases with just certification, skill set, and confidence. So am I right or am I right? Uh, tech industry is still giving, and we're really in a skills market. I feel like that's the most important thing that I can say to anyone who has been affected by layoffs or anyone that is nervous 
feeling away, feeling like tech is not the move anymore. It's really a skills market and you have to focus in a market like this to be competitive, to stand out. You really need to focus on skills. And this is what I advise the peoples to do. Sash tribe, make yourself attractive, make yourself forever employable. It's a hot competitive market. You need skills if you're going to keep paying your bills. That's just plain and simple. You got to learn, you got to earn and gain new skills as well as master and sharpen your existing skills. I am not worried. Your girl is not worried. Um, not because my job, I'm not saying like my job is not, is not in jeopardy or that, oh, this company will never do layoffs or I'm good. I'm saying I'm not worried because I know I have a particular set of skills. I know my value. I know the impact that I have with the work that I do. And that's just that on that. Like my receipts are CVS long and they just keep getting longer because I collect skills, stack skills and turn them into receipts. So no, the tech industry is not in the toilet. You can still thrive in the tech industry. You can still get the bag and tech is still hiring. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for coming back for season two. It means a lot. I really appreciate each and every one of you who listen and subscribe and share. If this is your first time listening to the Talk Your Sass podcast, I want to shout you out. I hope you enjoyed it. You guys can email me at message at talkyoursass.com. Um, you can find this podcast online, wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Spotify or Pandora or Google podcast, you can also find it at talkyoursass.buzzsprout.com. So head over there, type it in your browser. If that's what you do, if you don't have your podcast listening, um, app, if you enjoy this episode, let me know, tap that subscribe button that, or that like button or share with a friend. If you're really rooting for me in the show and you want to see us win or leave me a comment or a review, it means a lot. And I want to hear from dope women like you. I love reading reviews, questions, and comments. So if you have time, go ahead and leave me one. Thank you for listening to the Talk Your Sass show. Again, this is Jenna Bewint. Until next time, I'm making room, making space, and of course, talking more sass.